Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Thank you for joining us for Training Unleashed. Again, this is Dan Black, uh, VP of Learning Strategy at Total Training, and I am joined by our CEO, Evan Hackle, and two magnificent talents in the learning development space at uh, UNCC, Amy Wartham and Margaret Rossi. Amy, Margaret, how are you all doing today? Terrific. Great. Thank you. Great. Thank you for being here. Um, well, we like to make these short, sweet, and uh, informative for our audience of learning development and chief learning officer development folks out there. I would say for our audience, if you're a chief learning officer looking for some innovative solutions to bringing your talent, enhancing your talent, or director of training in an organization, or maybe in the HR space if your L&D function falls under uh, your purview in HR, this is going to be a podcast that you're going to want to listen through to the end. I know Margaret and Amy also have a special offer from UNCC that uh, they'll speak to at the end of this podcast. So with that lead-in, ladies, um, why don't you just tell our audience a little bit about um, what it is that each of you all do uh, over there at UNCC? Great. First of all, thanks so much for having Margaret and I on uh, Training Unleashed podcast. We are so excited about being here today. Um, as you mentioned, Margaret and I work at UNC Charlotte. Uh, we're in the Office of Continuing Ed, and we currently offer one- and two-day professional development programs and about 24 different certificate programs. Um, the content that we teach is actually not for credit, not for academic credit, but rather it's targeted toward working professionals. We have uh, courses in project and process management, business analysis, management essentials, procurement, supply chain management. Wow. Um, we also have all the Lean Six Sigma belts. You name it, we just about have it. So, I mean, we even have a coding and data analytics boot camps and summer camps also falls under continuing ed. So, I have to say, you know, the depth and breadth of what we offer is actually pretty impressive. Thanks for um, that, Amy. I think I could probably go to the uh, coding and analytics one and learn a little bit of something. Margaret? <laughs> can, I, can I just ask, because first off, it, it sounds amazing, and I know companies are constantly looking for great content. Um, is this something you do just locally, or are you able to do this, you know, anywhere? I actually, uh, for our public enrollment programs, they are offered here in uh, Charlotte at our UNC Charlotte Center City building. But for our corporate custom training, we actually do training not only here in Charlotte, but all over the U.S. A lot of our corporate clients have um, their headquarters here and then have facilities elsewhere. So uh, we send our instructors wherever our corporate clients need us to go. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you for that, Amy. Hey, Margaret, how about uh, we haven't heard from you? What, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's going on over there at UNC Charlotte? Yes, absolutely. First, I also want to say thank you uh, to Dan for having me on the podcast. This is great. I manage a number of classes and certificate programs in continuing ed. Our students are adult learners, like Amy was saying, from various corporations, nonprofits, uh, professional associations, as well as those transitioning their careers. So, 
They're looking for professional development and learning the skills necessary to keep up with the needs of their organization. There are three programs that I manage that provide a direct benefit to the community. Our Human Resources Certificate, this is geared for individuals that are currently in HR or those that want to get in HR. They'll learn the day-to-day operations of an HR department. It's truly a program that covers the full gamut of HR competencies. Yeah, and that is huge, right? Yes. The Learning and Development Certificate also falls under my leadership and is an immersive program that teaches the knowledge, skills, and abilities needed to be a training professional. And once again, we have individuals take this program who are currently in L&D and those business professionals wanting to transition into an L&D department. Margaret, I think that is so important. Um, at Tortle, we, you know, we work a lot with organizations who someone ends up in um, uh, owning a training function, but they don't necessarily have a learning and development background. So even simple methodologies like the Addy model are right. foreign to them. So to have a program like this available to a working professional, um, I think it just enhances their their ability to perform and impact their organization. Amazing. I'm sorry, you said you had three, so uh, I, I'll let you get back to that third one. Well, Dan, I was going to add, you know, it's interesting. I went through Margaret's L&D program, and I had been in the L&D industry probably 15 years, and I still walked away with tons of nuggets. I'm like, darn, I should have had this program, like, earlier in my career. You do know, you do know that's exactly why we have this uh, podcast, right? Because right? it doesn't matter how... You know, you're either green and growing or ripe and rotting. So it doesn't matter how good you are. There's always room to grow. And as I like to say, sometimes remind yourself of what you forgot. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) One of our newest programs that we launched a year and a half ago is the Design Thinking Certificate Program. Mm -hmm. The most successful businesses in the world are utilizing this methodology to spark innovation and help solve problems. It really is an awesome program, and it's designed for managers and leaders who are responsible for the decision-making and organizational growth, but it's also for anyone in any organization who wants to add a new and creative approach for their problem-solving. Just to give you a little bit more detail, the HR and L&D certificate programs, they're very flexible. Those are one-day classes. They're offered in the day and evening to accommodate the working professional schedule. They can take one class or all of the required classes to earn a certificate, and you could do this in a short period of time. Our design thinking certificate program is going to teach participants about human-centered design, HCD. So if you haven't heard about these buzzwords, design thinking or human-centered design, do a little research because it is huge in businesses today. Yeah, I mean, why don't you why don't you just quick, why don't you quick give us seeing the world through a different lens? I mean, it's really it's really putting a new spin on the way that people do business. I absolutely, I couldn't agree more. If you think about the impact that organizations like IDEO have had on the business world back in, you know, the 1980s and and the 90s, and and then even the growth of the Stanford uh, D School now as probably one of the number one recommended degrees to get for any young professional entering into the workforce, um, according to some of the studies that are out there, just provides a tremendous amount of flexibility. So for you all to get so far ahead of that power curve and incorporate uh, something as innovative as design thinking where you're teaching people innovative and creativity skill and technique that's easily implementable to help them you know get 
get projects unstuck and uh, remove barriers to innovations inside their organizations is incredible. And I know, Evan, you were chomping at the bit to say something, so let me give you that. <laughs> yeah. So there are a lot of us on this podcast listening that everything you just said was a little bit Greek. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> so, you know, part of what I try to do is just make sure that we're really educating. So maybe you could just give us a quick little, you know, explanation so we don't have to go research them or we will go research them because we understand them a little better what these what these two different concepts are um, so that you know we get a little taste absolutely let, let me give you an example of what human-centered design is I want you to think about your TV remote control that's sitting on your coffee table right now it has what would you guess approximately 60 to 70 buttons I don't know about all of you, but truthfully, Amy and I would probably only use nine of those buttons. Oh, do not get me started on the TV remote. I can just just, 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 back of the room going, yeah, let's see if we can make it do it this too. (laughs) Just to add, last night I was at my son's house by myself and literally could not figure out how to turn on his TV. (laughs) that's, That's a true story. That's what it's all about is, you know, keeping that end user in mind. So, you know, for people like me, give me the basics and I'm good to go. Those engineers did not take into account people like me when they were designing it. And that's what this certificate program is all about. Exactly. I mean, this is where design thinking enters the equation. Human-centered design is an approach to innovation. It's going to focus on the needs, wants, and constraints of the humans, of the people who interact with or are impacted by a product, service, or process. So what we're going to explore is what's the human need behind the business need. I mean, design thinking has been around, and we are now going to apply it in a variety of ways to organizations collaboratively to help them solve complex problems develop products and services, but it's also being used to design experiences that are going to wow their customer and their employees. I mean, these students are going to walk away with fantastic tools to use in their workplace and, and be able to design for the people that they're creating for. And I, I would encourage, you know, the audience who's listening, when you think in terms of design thinking, don't think about engineered design. Think of this as, as a mindset, as a method to approach coming up with, uh, you know, maybe unthought of or, or unintended solutions to, right. uh, you know, accomplishing your business goals. And it, when, when every time I've worked in an environment like this, it, it, it always amazes me how easy it is, how, how these very simple tools can be so very effective. And so I think it's great that um, you all have assembled an environment where you can instill those in, in the audience. Um, switching gears on you all, thank you so much for that. Uh, but I, I know that you've worked in, we, I don't think anyone on this call <laughs> wants to admit how many years they've worked in this particular space. So we won't go um, all the way back to the VCR as a training tool, but um, maybe, 
maybe let's talk about uh, some of the things that you all have seen, especially you know in developing um, you know corporate professionals for the last three or four years. Not not you all for the last three or four years, but those corporate professionals in that environment. What are you seeing as the the trends and the changes that are are really enhancing productivity, performance, um, and that you're seeing a lot of folks want to take advantage of. Absolutely. Well, first, Dan, thanks for telling everyone, um, not telling everyone how how old we are and uh, how long we've been in L and D. We call it wise. <laughs> how old do you really think we are? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I just want to say, for the record, I've seen training tools before the VCR. Yeah, they used to send you slideshows with audio tapes. So. Um, the VCR was a big, big advance. I didn't want to go back to the mimeograph. All right, Evan? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, over the recent years, we've seen prominent changes in L&D uh, because it's like everything else in the workplace. It's constantly evolving and being driven by these technological advances. We've gone from the traditional classroom setting to incorporating a number of these industry trends. So uh, one of them is smartphones, of course. Uh, They're by our sides and in our hands 24-7. So the use of these mobile devices in our classroom provides at-the-moment-of-need learning. Um, Also in our training programs, we're doing a lot of group work, discussions, and brainstorming. I mean, these participants like to collaborate and have the opportunity to share these ideas and best practices with the other industry professionals in the room from their organizations. So social learning, it's very important. It's a big part of what we do. They're able to hear and share these different perspectives and be able to think differently, which sparks innovation and creativity. Um, Equally important, there's a huge trend where students can share documents on Google Drive or Dropbox for the purpose of class content and resources, as well as to display team projects, presentations, but it's not just a place for storage. I mean, this is also a place where they can uh, create their documents. Sure, collaboration. Mm -hmm. All right. In corporate custom training, we're actually seeing a, a huge demand for analytics, Um, It's imperative to build the business case for learning and incorporate measurement to demonstrate that business impact. So, you know, when I'm working with my clients, they have to justify the dollars that they're investing in training. So they have to have metrics in place and they have to analyze those numbers and show the specific results. So, you know, we work with in the last few years, uh, we worked with over 175 different companies you know, and across all industries, and it's the same story. You know, they have to be able to show, you know, hey, we're doing this training, and here's here's the outcome. Here's what the results are going to be. Um, sort of along the same line, they have to align the training with the overall organizational strategy. Um, it, I mean, the you know, by doing that, it really ensures that the training will address actual business needs. Um, you know. With we have about 150 courses in our course catalog. Wow, yeah, I know it's crazy. (laughs) Um, but as LD professionals, everything we do should reinforce and move employees in the same positive direction as the organization. So, the customization piece that we add um, to any of the training that we do for our corporate clients. It aligns. We want to make sure that we're reinforcing and aligns with what that company is trying to accomplish. So um, those are two of the big trends that we're, mm-hmm. we're seeing over in 
corporate custom training. And, and even in our learning and development certificate program, we have several classes that address that very topic. One class focuses on analytics called driving learning results with data. And another class uh, teaches about building the business case for learning, you know, managing learning programs. So, you know, the same thing, very, very important. I want to compliment you guys on the fact that you do such great custom work. Mm -hmm. Because so many times people take, you know, a program and they just, you know, plug it in. But if that program hasn't been really customized for the workforce, uh, the learners are a little confused because it doesn't match necessarily the methodologies and, and the jargon that the organization's been stressing. And, you know, it's, you know, some of it doesn't really relate. It's the customizing. So every minute is valuable to the learner. Um, then the learner really, you know, then, then the learner gets the most out of it and the people are most excited about attending it. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, the whole premise of the show is great training unleashes results. Right. And the converse to that is, really bad training um, stains the industry, stains the training department. So when training, you know, uh, you know, when you put on training that's genericized um, within your own organization, that's part of what gives training a bad word is people go, that, that wasn't about me. Right. And, and right. it doesn't take a lot to make it about me. You, you know what I'm saying? You take the time to learn what the organization is focused on so that you can build the training around that, people are going to go, wow. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, so I'm, I think you're doing the right thing. And, and I guess to the audience, I'm just stressed the importance uh, of making sure that everything you do, you know, it's like, you know, perfect fit for the organization. Now it's a little different when you're sending an individual out for additional training where they're going to a group environment because, you know, if you're training one person, it's kind of not cost efficient to try to create a custom training for a single person. Sure. But, um, hey, Evan, I, I want to bring us back. I think you're making some valid points here. Just to recap for our audience, um, you know, we've got uh, this use of mobile devices and social learning and the Google Drive and Dropbox that, that uh, Margaret shared with us. Amy was talking about uh, the demand for analytics and aligning their training strategy uh, to the goal. Uh, you know, just a quick, quick recap. But uh, Margaret and Amy, anything else there along those lines as far as hot trends are concerned in the L&D space? Uh, Microlearning is still, um, it is really starting to take off. Um, and it's taken on a bigger role. And part of it is, you know, we're finding it's harder and harder to pull employees out of their jobs. Yet, you know, they're still expected to have all these, you know, these skill sets to perform their jobs. Right. So we're getting more and more requests um, to do shorter bursts of training. Sure. Um, so we, one of the nice things is we offer a lot of flexibility on the length of the programs. So, you know, we do a lot of lunch and learns and breakfast briefs. Um, and then we do a lot of, you know, we supplement uh, some of the in-class training with, you know, job aids and, and other things. So, mm -hmm. Um, you know, one of the things, again, with corporate custom training is, you know, along with the same lines of microlearning, we spend a lot of time on the upfront getting to know our corporate clients, um, you know, their processes, their terminology. Um, and so that way, when we are actually in the class with them, we make the most of that time. So mm -hmm. I have to say, one of the, my 
favorite things to do with my job is to take a tour of you know an organization's facility. I've, I've seen how breakfast sandwiches are made and how sure. plastic is molded into bed liners and how MR mach- MRI machines are, are repaired. I've even gotten to, to uh, drive a bulldozer. Well, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. It's yeah. occupational hazard, right? I, I, I learned um, uh, uh, how to do a little bit of self-hypnosis uh, <laughs> In, in working with uh, with one of our folks. I'm not sure where I'm going to use that, but... Um, Actually, uh, I was kidding it. about the bulldozer. United Airlines <laughs> told me, heck and no. The furthest I got was I got to sit on it, and they took my picture, and that was it. <laughs> so, so micro-learning's taking off in the space. I think anybody who's been around has heard that if the term is new to you. Um, it's not necessarily an entirely new concept. I think everyone here knows that. But I think the organizations are starting to understand the validity of making information easily accessible at the moment of need and not overly voluminous, but maybe just to get through a process or procedure. Yeah. Margaret, last comment on yeah. the, the hot new topics thing? Yeah, I have, I have one more I thought I'd add, and that would be you know the push to earn professional certifications. Uh, it's a credential to show their expertise. They want an acronym to put on their resume and the marketability that comes along with it. So, for example, in L&D, professionals may look for the APTD or CPLP, which is the Associate Professional or the Certified Professional in Learning Performance from ATD Certification Institute. My HR professionals out there that have several years of experience, they're looking at HR certifications, uh, either by HRCI or by SHRM. So they're looking at the professional and human resource or a senior professional and human resource or the CPSCP. I mean, many individuals don't have the time or the money to earn an academic degree. So they're opting to spend their resources on targeted content that they can utilize and in, in their workplace and make them marketable. We've seen that same same trend too, uh, Margaret. Where organizations will, and quite frankly, the 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 age group that's moving into the workforce is moving further and further away from having to go get a four year degree. Yes. And yes. moving more towards uh, certifications to enter into the workforce and build their workforce education over the period of five or six years, or going to one or two year degrees from a technical uh, perspective. Especially, we see that happening a lot in the manufacturing and advanced manufacturing space, uh, along with um, along with everything we see happening in in automotive, automotive distribution, and heavy trucking. So. Uh, I, I think it's great that you all have recognized that trend. I wanted to go back really quickly in micro learning. Uh, I know you all are producing a lot of stuff. Do you have any quick, you know, one, two, three top tips for our folks uh, in the audience as it relates to market learning? Here's the right thing to do, and here's the way. Um, I, I always say there's never a, a wrong way, but there is a good, better, and best. So maybe you could give them one or two t- uh, best practices if they're if they're thinking about micro learning as mm-hmm tool they want to use in their organization. We're so glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Tortal Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to Tortal.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortal.net. What we use in all of our public enrollment programs is we're using microlearning as a reinforcement tool. So I give them downloadable PDFs and job aids, 
Um, I have them take a look at um, all kinds of um, uh, downloadable documents for the use of reinforcing something they, they, that they've learned. Um, sometimes we'll even um, do assessments prior to the class. Uh, many of the times we're using it for after the class, but Amy, you may... From a performance support perspective, right, Margaret? Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're doing the same thing with corporate custom training. And then we also do, you know, sort of along the same lines of flipped, the flipped classroom, we'll use some micro learning where we're having them, you know, again, watch a video or, you know, take a quick quiz or an assessment, whatever it might be. Um, part of it is, you know, depending on the company, just making sure that it's focused and it's, it's, um, specific to the, who the learner is and who right. the audience is. You know, if, you, if you've got an audience, maybe it's manufacturing and they don't have access to, you know, watching videos, then maybe it is a job aid that they can post up next to one of the machines. So it's got to be targeted and for the specific audience. Mm -hmm. Margaret and Amy, I want to thank you. I could, I could stop right now and make sure <laughs> this point gets hammered home, right? Because our, our, um, our folks who maybe aren't in the L&D space but are over the function and, and don't have as much experience because they were jammed in there for whatever reason, you know, they hear microlearning, they go, yes, that's my solution. And you've heard it now, ladies and gentlemen, from, you've heard it from Tortle at Industry Conference, and now you've heard it from two uh, well-respected thought leaders in the space at, at, at the, the college in charge of business education for, you know, what is a, a pretty robust environment. Microlearning is not there to introduce new topics. It's there to support mm -hmm. other learning interactions. So used appropriately, it works really well. I'm going to, I'm going to stop this this conversation on this line and we could probably talk forever on all the changes but let's you know let's move on to the folks you're actually working with you no know, not necessarily the tools of the trade that are really hot but um you, you know in what you're seeing in industry and what you're seeing with just the obvious wide range of types of organizations that you're working with um what are the hot topics that are out there what do you see people really really wanting to get their folks uh get their brains wrapped around yeah there's a there's a variety of courses that are hot right now but some of the top ones that we're getting the most requests for communication strategies um this is a course that we deliver all day every day across all industries um <laughs> for some reason people have a difficult time <laughs> listening to one another i just i don't get that what what, what do you mean uh, i'm sorry what did you say <laughs> what? you've been talking to my husband have you? <laughs> um the critical thinking is also one of those top skills that individuals have to have in today's workforce mm -hmm. you absolutely have to be able to think through problems and come up with different solutions um, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on in the workplace, so we, um, we've got a course called Embracing and Managing Change, and it's a program that we deliver a lot of, too. People have to, to sort of learn how to go with the flow. Yes, and change management and organization development, it, it's definitely a hot topic right now, and we deliver... Um, the actual course, Change Management, No D, as part of our HR certificate. As a matter of fact, it's a required course because of the programs wow. that uh, and what these um, individuals are facing in their in the workplace. Uh, they have to navigate through change. Okay, so I'm representing all of the listeners out there. When you say No D, what does that mean? 
when I when we say OD, it is organization development. I thought you said no D. No, no. Organ- I have never heard of no D before. No, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> Analyzing an organization. Okay, now I get it. Okay. Is there a listening component to your? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I know sometimes uh, the, the audio difficult. That's really um, that's really amazing. So communications, critical thinking, uh, change management, embracing the change. Uh, you know, especially with the speed of what is happening in a typical business environment nowadays or, or what you are seeing. And then I also, you know, I noticed those from the human condition perspective. And yes. I feel like if a learner's mastered those, that they almost uh, will help the learner be more perceived as a leader. Cause I've certainly see any one of those as part of a, a leadership curriculum as well. Absolutely. Dan, yes. one of the other, you know, to round out the list, coaching for performance yes. also should be wow. on there. Mm-hmm. Project management mm-hmm. and emotional intelligence. Oh, Those yes. are the other three that we have to, that we absolutely have to add to your list. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 as, as a communications professional uh, in, <laughs> in a number of different spaces, it, it makes me, uh, it's pleased. Um, I actually got my degree right. I'm using it every day. How many people get to see that, right? <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Uh, thank you for sharing that. So again, just a quick recap, that coaching for performance, mm-hmm. uh, coaching for success, and then um, the emotional intelligence and, mm-hmm. and project management. I think for our audience, uh, for some folks, it's going to be really clear what coaching for performance is. But I think other folks may want just a, a little bit of a deeper definition on that. If you don't mind, can I get you to uh, talk about coaching for performance in 30 seconds or less? What's what's the end result? there as a leader or a supervisor sometimes you have to have those hard or you know conversations with your employees maybe about their specific performance and for some people they have a really hard time giving that critical feedback so coaching for performance is really how to um, help a person understand you know where there is room for improvement and how to specifically move them in the right direction mm-hmm Wow, you nailed that in 27 seconds. Fantastic. <laughs> good, yeah. good for you. <laughs> all right, so now we've got all these changes. We've got changes in what's happening, the tools and the trades and the techniques and the methodologies. We've got this rapidly switching, changing workforce. Um, we've got changing industry. I, I mean, given the fluid environment, extremely fluid, almost like I feel like it's a rapid river that you all are constantly swimming in. Yes. Um, h- how do you decide? what to deliver, what to create, how do you even navigate those waters? You know, Dan, we do our due diligence. We don't put together a program without vetting it with trusted sources. So we rely on a lot of people to help us with our programs. Uh, One of them is advisory boards. We have advisory boards made up of all these subject matter experts in the field. We have some really amazing individuals helping us develop our programs. I mean, we have board members from Duke and Bank of America, Dell A's, Walmart, TIA, Craft. Just XPO. a couple of little small companies. Yeah, yeah, small companies. Yeah. You know, and we also have partnerships with seasoned industry pr- practitioners in the field. And they're a great resource for us uh, because as a business partner, they're sharing their best practices and successful outcomes. And this helps us keep on track. And in addition, we actually listen to the feedback from our alumni, our past participants. And remember, these are our business professionals, our adult learners, uh, taking our continuing education classes. They've been through our programs 
and they know what's needed and valuable. So their critical feedback for improvement is key to our success, no doubt. And Amy and I, along with all of our program directors uh, in our department, attend monthly professional association meetings and conferences. So we, as well, can keep up to date with all the latest trends. Uh, for those of you listening, I may have sat next to you at a local ATD or SHRM meeting. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, no. <laughs> oh, come on, Dan. I saw you going back for seconds last week. The food's delicious. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I know. I know. But can, can we just point this out because I think this is important. A lot of people in training don't understand that there are local organizations where they can go to be better. And I constantly hear this from people and, and, you know, attending your, your local ATD meetings are important and, and sure meetings. And and, and maybe you guys could elaborate a little bit about, you know, if if you're a training professional and you want to be connected in the community Yes. I know it's a little off the topic, but I think it's an important question. What would you do? And I know, you know, I know Dan and our team at Tortal is very much involved in being connected and learning. Um, so, well, you know, for years, um, I belong to national organizations as well as local chapter. I think for individuals who are in the field, Need, they need to immerse themselves with other professionals in the field. Uh, I have six organizations that I go to monthly. And truly, there is ATD, the Association. Oh, that's more than me. Yeah, Association for Talent Development. There's SHRM, the Society for Human Resource Management. And so um, there's the International uh, Society for Performance Improvement. Um, we used to have an organization development local chapter, and that's changed its names a few times, but there's still group organizations. Um, the national organizations are great for webinars and for information to share, but there's nothing like going to an association meeting, meeting individuals within that environment that are doing the same things you're doing, and they could possibly, by sharing ideas and sharing best practices, help you with Yeah, I mean, it's great. You can sit next to somebody and talk about maybe a project you're working on, and you know they've gone through that already, and they're like, yeah, why don't you try this, this, or this? And right. so, I mean, it's really cool. I mean, they all these you know meetings have you know, the, the planned meeting or the planned program, but sometimes it's just that, that networking, you know, while you are breaking bread together, that where you get some of your best ideas. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this, this takes me back to um, design thinking where, you know, you, you design and develop not in a vacuum, but with your actual learner in mind and your intended result or behavior change and some other tenets of um, uh, design thinking, like the collective intellectual went over the lone genius every single day uh, and gathering information from maybe unexpected resources, asking yourself killer questions. Uh, I I just, it's brilliant because, uh, I'm listening to you all talk about how you go through this process and you're using the things that you have developed programs around to help people with their business on your on yourself and your own business. It's like the cobbler finally has shoes for his kids. Yes. Well, it broke yeah. the mold. Yes, yes. But I just want to add, on top of that, you've got all these associations and then you have accrediting organizations that are setting the standards uh, for these professionals in our field. And so we align our programs with with these organizations, such as the learning and development certificate program that we have is aligned with the ATD competency model. 
I mean, they've done years of research. They've redone their competency model to make sure that uh, if you want to be successful as an L&D professional, you need to hone in on these competencies. So I think some of our listeners were around when it was just one competency. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but the HR, we do the same thing with SHRM and HRCI, their bodies of knowledge. I mean, even my meeting and event planning, I have a hospitality program, and I align it with the uh, premier uh, council that sets the standards for that. Uh, I want to just, I just want to, I want to just take a moment here and just point this out on, on this recording. And I'm going to remove myself from this. We have three of the brightest professionals in, in the learning and development area who are doing nothing but continuing to learn. Yes. And so this is the challenge I want to give to everyone listening. If you're in learning and development, are you leading by example? Because people pay attention, mm-hmm. and if you're if you're if you're running a, a learning and development train, whatever you want to call it, department within your organization, if you aren't yourself learning and developing, there's something wrong. And if your team isn't there learning and developing, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know, our at Total, we're totally aligned with constantly learning and developing, and. And it's so I just want to point out three of the best people in the industry, and that's what they do. Keep getting better. Thank thank you for that, Evan. Um, uh, That's a that's a fine compliment. I appreciate that. (laughs) I will agree with Margaret and Amy. I'm still uh, working on on becoming someone in that nature. Well, hey, listen, I, I, I want to make sure that we, uh, we get everything done in, in a nice period of time for our learners. It's, it, we've spent a little more time here because the subject warrants it. But let's, uh, let's wrap up with a bit of a, a final couple questions for you all. Uh, obviously, you've just talked about the myriad of things that um, you, you do over there at UNC Charlotte and all the different programs. Uh, but so, all right, so let's give our audience a little bit of a feel and maybe just sort of a, a blatant, our programs are better because why? <laughs> um, it, you know, I, I'm a corporate learner. I want to do some professional development. I'm looking through your series of things. There's a lot of things that you choose from. They all sound great. But what, what's, what's going to be awesome for me when I show up at one of your programs? Well, you know, Margaret was talking about design. We've talked a lot about design thinking today. And actually, that's one of the things that we we incorporate that user experience design thinking when we're putting together these programs. So our programs are all about engagement, plain and simple. We want our participants to come to class. We want them to learn new concepts. We want them to have the opportunity to try out Uh, some of these topics and and then take them back to their respective organizations and then implement them. So we provide them with this, you know, safe environment where they can come in, roll up their sleeves, get messy, try it out. You know, one of my favorite sayings is knowledge doesn't change behavior. So when you come to class and learn all these new things, unless you're applying them, it really doesn't mean a thing. So. You know, we try to find different ways to build engagement in all of our programs. So, you know, they're taking assessments in class. They're, you know, working on case studies. They're, you know, voting with sticky dots, whatever it might be. Um, we try to make it as experiential as possible so that we're, what we're doing, they're having fun. But it's so, done in such a way 
then it drives the concept home and gives them, you know, again, a, a place to, to practice it and, and put it into place um, in a safe environment. So, so we've got this workshop versus lecture environment. If I could just boil it down to one short example. Exactly. We spend about 10 or 15 minutes on a topic, and then we have them move it. We, have, mm -hmm. we break them out into groups and have them doing something. So, you know, if somebody comes to one of our programs, they are not going to sit there for eight hours or four hours or however long the program is. We're going to have them up, moving, you know, playing with tinker toys or whatever it might be. We've, we've they didn't like them. doing it in high school. Why would they like doing it now, right? Not death by PowerPoint. Please, no. Exactly. Uh, adults have a shorter attention span than a third grader. True <laughs> <laughs> story. Exactly. We, we really try to put to practice practicum experience. I mean, learn by doing. Um, we're trying to get them to apply what they learned in the real world. So in our design thinking certificate program, the students actually went out in the community to do ethnographic research for their design project. Wow. They observed, they researched, got their hands dirty to see how they can improve the light rail transport experience. So in their research, they talked to riders, they went through various methods of purchasing a ticket, they actually rode the light rail, researched what was online, and wrote up their findings. They brought a whole new perspective to bring back to their organizations. Um, by the same token, in my hospitality program, the meeting and event planning program, the students have to volunteer 10 hours in the industry to achieve their certificate. We have people volunteering at nonprofits and schools and venues, uh, volunteering with event designers in town, also trade shows. So I conduct classes at special venues. Wow. Um, and several have received job offers because they're able to show the prospective employer how they work. Uh, now, I, I want to, if, if you're an employer sending your folks to UNC Charlotte, yes, you, you yeah. know. No, 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 no. They're just going to exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the job offers are people looking. So it doesn't matter whether a student's out there getting their HR certificate or an L&D certificate or learning about hospitality or choosing from, you know, one of many or hundreds of programs that you have, that your point being, they're going to have an experience yes. uh, and not just a whole bunch of book learning and lecture. So I'm going to piggyback on top of this again. Um, uh, you know, being in, in this space, where a lot of times we're developing resources that we can hand to someone to facilitate who may or may not be the subject matter expert. Can you all speak to a little bit about who's leading all these great events for you? Absolutely. I mean, our instructors are amazing. We do have some faculty teaching for us, but a majority of our facilitators, they're world-class industry practitioners. I mean, they bring real-world experience and expertise in the classroom, and many have a national presence. That's really true. I mean, these folks bring a lot of cool stories to class, and they're candid about what they share with our participants. In a lot of cases, they're actually helping our participants learn from their mistakes. Yes, and a lot of them are credentialed in their respective industries. So we do have lawyers and judges facilitating in our paralegal program. Right. And we have project management uh, program facilitators that are all certified as PMPs. And all our re human resources instructors um, for our certification classes are certified by HRCI and SHRM as well. I mean, wow. even in my meeting and event planning program, we have, you know, the top 25 who's who in the industry. And uh, let's just say our craft beer essentials program instructors' talents <laughs> don't just excel in drinking beer. 
Although that should be definitely one of the qualifications to teach in that program. Evan, I've just uh, figured out what um, I'm going to do. One of my uh, things for professional development this year. Exactly. Um, Hey, listen, we're getting uh, to the close of our hour. So just a few things really quickly um, in, in just a few brief words for you all. Uh, what can our what can our audience hope to get out of, um, you know, just some real tangible and, and maybe some intangible benefits from a well-structured uh, L&D program or take advantage of your program? Yeah, well, L&D is the framework for helping employees to develop their personal and organizational skills, knowledge and abilities. So, you know, one of the things that we see is that organizations are spending a boatload of money on training. Um, Last year, according to to Training Magazine, organizations spent $90.6 billion on training. I mean, that is a lot of cash. I don't know about you, but yeah, I mean, if my organization is going to spend money on me, they want to know that they're going to get something out of it. Mm -hmm. So from a corporate custom training standpoint, I would say, you know, really focus in on what specific skills and um, abilities you want these people to have in your organization. What are the, what are the skills that are most important? Um, And then invest in your employees and help them acquire those skills by, by doing that, it's going to help them move forward and your organization. Yes. And, you know, as far as the benefits of, you know, learning and development, it can't be overemphasized because it helps with employee motivation and satisfaction. I mean, obviously, there's study after study of employees that are engaged and motivated feel valued. I mean, they're able to grow and develop, and they're more likely to stay with an organization. This is actually twofold. One, if you've got folks that are staying with your organization, the staff retention lowers your organization's operating costs. And number two, learning increases productivity, effectiveness, agility, innovation, I mean, quality of work, the list goes on. Yeah, and and it also adds to a positive organizational climate because if your employees are confident, they feel good and satisfied about their job and responsibilities, and they're being challenged, it creates a positive perception and a feeling about the overall organization. I love it. I know the old saying used to be train the best and keep the rest. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think the new saying that's coming out from a pretty successful guy, I think he uh, does something with Virgin and and does things to go into space and what have you. But uh, his quote was, um, you want to go ahead and train them and then give them a reason to stay. So that's uh, just just couldn't agree more with uh, all that you're saying. Obviously playing into so many other things, uh, especially in the HR space, but L&D is a critical component to that level of success. Um, first of all, I want to thank both of you all for coming today. Evan, thank you for, for being on the call and, and adding your expertise from an organizational you know, management perspective. Uh, but Margaret, uh, Amy, I understand you also have a special offer for our listeners. So let me yeah. uh, give you a few minutes to do that. Thank you. Amy and I had a blast here today, so thank you so much. We'd love to offer a 15% discount to today's podcast listeners for uh, corporate and custom training, as well as the programs that we mentioned uh, in today's podcast, the Human Resources, Learning and Development, and Design Thinking Certificate programs. So if you want to take advantage of this offer, all you have to do is call the registration department, uh, which is 704 704- 
687-8900. And they're going to be able to apply the discount and then help you expedite the registration process. So we would love to offer that. All right. Well, Amy and Margaret, thank you for that. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen, 15% off these amazing courses, which can uh, increase the productivity and performance of your workforce or yourself personally. So I don't think you have to be coming here from a corporate employer in order to take advantage of that discount if you're just uh, looking to get some additional information. Again, that number is 704-687-8900 and say that you heard it on Training Unleashed group. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I've learned something new today and um, I'm looking forward to talking to you all some more at another time. Thanks so much. Hi, Sam. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to Tortle.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's Tortle.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortle.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.